Do you have someone in your life who is a chronic complainer? Maybe they're the kind of person that no matter how bad your day has been, they always have it 10 times worse. Or maybe they just love to go on and on about what's not working in their lives without any actual attempt to make it better. This is the Is It Me or Is It Them podcast, and today we're talking about how to deal with complainers. I'm glad that you're here with me today because this is a podcast for women who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in our lives, but are tired of trying to clean up the mess on other people's side of the yard. This is for women who want to be able to set boundaries without feeling like they're bulldozing anyone and who want to be able to start showing up and speaking up with more confidence, kindness, and courage in your lives and your relationships and in the moments of conflict and connection, whether you're talking to the ones that you love or dealing with the ones who are driving you crazy. I'm April Boyd and I'm a psychotherapist and I am looking at a Q&A question that came in today, which is, how do you handle people who want you to be their sounding board while they complain? I love this question so much. One, because I think it is so important that this one small habit, right, of really giving our time to complainers can look like it's not that big a deal on the surface, but it's actually something that can have a major impact both on our own emotional well-being as well as on the relationship. The other thing that I really loved about this question is that word sounding board, and it got me really thinking about what that really means and this question That when someone is complaining to you, are they looking for a sounding board or are they looking for a bucket? Because these are two very different things. A sounding board is something that really we reflect back what it is that somebody is saying. A sounding board is something that people get to kind of work out and test their ideas with. A bucket is just something you drop unwanted stuff into and kind of just leave it there for the other person to take care of. So here's some questions that I want to offer you to just think about and see how this fits in your own situation. And of course, I don't know all the ins and outs of the specific situation. So these are just ideas for you to see what fits for you. And what doesn't? This is not intended to replace individual therapy in any way. These are just some tools that can really help you to figure out where you want to go with this relationship and some ways that might be able to help you protect it from the damage that chronic complaining really causes. So the first thing that I want to offer is to really dig into this question. Are they looking for a sounding board or a bucket? You need to start to figure out what it is that they want exactly, because I think there's a really big difference between complaining and processing. When someone is trying to process something, I think that this can be a really, really important tool. This is what therapy is great for. This is where, you know, if you have wise, good friends in your life, they can be really great for this. When you kind of go to them and say, okay, I just need to think this through. And, you know, together you might kind of help to get more clear on what it is that's going on and try to find some solutions and create some movement. 
Complaining does not want movement. Complaining actually resists movement. And so the question kind of becomes, are they looking for movement or are they kind of just wanting to swim around in their own sense of victimhood and powerlessness? Is this their way of trying to bond with you? I think that complaining sometimes works the same way as gossip does, where it's like this habitual way of how somebody might be trying to bond with you and connect with you, but in a way that doesn't really put anything of their own on the line, really. It doesn't really risk their own vulnerability or own authenticity in some ways in that moment. It becomes this way of almost trying to hotwire connection from a distance, which just kind of feels really icky and actually ends up revealing a lot about that person, just not necessarily the things that they are hoping it reveals. The other kind of thing I think about with control, with complaining at times is, is this a way of controlling you? Feel sorry for me. Take care of me. Look how terrible situation I'm in. You need to step over here and help me out, even though the person is not actually looking for help at all. So some ways that can help you to navigate this is we can really just start to ask an honest, kind, and direct question. Are you looking for feedback here or are you just needing to vent? And this question can be a really powerful one because one, it pulls you out of this dynamic of getting drawn into that swamp of what somebody else is swimming around in. It can create a little bit of distance between your own boundary where you're basically saying to yourself, I'm not going to own this person's problem. I'm not going to jump in there and swim around with them in this swamp. And it sends that signal to really both of you. It also holds up a bit of a mirror where the person has to kind of look at their own dynamic for just that split second, right? Are you looking for feedback or are you just looking to vent? And this can kind of start to bring the person's awareness up a little bit to notice the fact that they might just be spewing negativity around you that potentially is quite unwanted. The other thing that I'd encourage you to think about is to be really cautious about the potential for burnout here and the potential damage that this complaining dynamic could have on your relationship long term. Now, especially for those of us who are really empathetic people, it's quite hard to see someone in pain. And a lot of us naturally have this urge to want to lean over and help somebody and help them fix something or help them figure it out. But if you notice that this person is really dismissing each of your attempts to kind of create some movement or solutions in this, this is a really good signal that the person is just kind of married to their sense of victimhood in some ways here. It could also be a sense that you're 
pushing solutions on them or advice on them when maybe they are just needing to process it and what would actually be more useful would be asking them questions so they can actually get more clear on what the situation is for them. Sometimes when we give someone advice and they reject it, it's because we actually just know the tip of that iceberg of the thousand moments that have led up to, you know, this tip of the iceberg situation they are witnessing. So be a little bit cautious of whether this is processing or complaining. And so this question of, are you looking for feedback or are you just needing to vent? Well, call on that person to just check in for that moment. And if they're just reacting, you know, in a defensive kind of way to that question, that's also a good sign that they're not actually looking to process something with you in a productive way. They're just kind of griping or wanting to swim around in their own misery. So this can take a major toll on our relationships with people long term. I used to have a friend in my life who was a huge complainer, but I did not see it as complaining at that time. I saw it as them being in a difficult situation that they essentially were trying to problem solve and work through. But then I noticed that even when he would change jobs or change cities or change circumstances, the same themes that he would complain about were still there despite the fact that all of these other things in his life had changed. And eventually, I started to resent how much of myself I had poured into trying to help this person out with parts of their life that they clearly were not willing to do differently. So we have to really take responsibility for our own side of the fence here by getting really clear on what is this person's need, what is it that they're bringing to us, and what is the position or stance that you're wanting to take in that dynamic. I really had just jumped into that without fully critically thinking about the dynamic I was actually in. Had I really been asking myself these questions of, Is this person looking for strategies and solutions really? Or is this part of a much bigger narrative of them kind of being a bit of a victim in their lives in general, right? Had I kind of paused to really, really step back and see some of that from a distance, I might have saved myself a lot of time and energy and frustration. And our relationship potentially might have been the better for that because I would not have ended up in this place of being actually quite frustrated and angry and burnt out. So sometimes people just want you to also uphold or reinforce their negative victimhood story with them. I once had a client who I only met with her, I think it was twice, Um, but I came to realize that The only reason why she was coming to see me was not because she was needing to process things, not because she was needing to create a new plan or figure some stuff out or change or take control for some of the dynamics in her life. She really just wanted a place to complain about her ex-husband. And while some of that might have been 100% valid and 100% necessary at different points in time for different reasons... In this particular situation, this was not her just processing kind of the hurt of that relationship and what had happened. 
what she really was doing was looking for someone to cooperate and reinforce the idea of the fact that he was bad and she was good, despite the fact that her own current behaviors and choices were actually quite problematic, both for the integrity of how you would kind of want to move through a difficult situation and also the impact that that was really having on the kids. And she was not interested at all in any feedback or any of my invitations for her to reposition herself in any of that to be able to feel better, feel more empowered, and create some changes and free herself from some of the dynamics that were quite toxic for her. And so basically just when I had kind of asked her of really, you know, what is the support that she's looking for me in this moment? It really just raised that mirror for her in that moment where in the same way of that question of are you looking for feedback or you just need to vent? Obviously, this was a different conversation in a therapy context, but I think it just kind of raised that little mirror for her where we both knew that she was not interested in shifting anything at all. She was just really wanting to get validated for the fact that she had the right to be angry and that therefore anything she said or did towards him was valid and justified, even when it was actually quite damaging for the kids involved. So the other thing that we can do when somebody is in a dynamic of just wanting to complain to us all the time, in a really simple way, we can just start to change the topic. And there's going to be some people that are able to kind of make that change with you. And there's going to be other people who, again, are really married to their negative story and their negative identity and are going to continually bring it back to, you know, just a different area to complain about. Now, you've kind of got two choices in this situation. So one, you could be honest. You could be honest about the fact that that actually has an impact on you because of course it has an impact. It is impossible to be in a really good mood while we're listening to somebody complain and complain and complain and complain, right, about the same thing that you've maybe heard a hundred times already. It's impossible to really be moving towards your healthiest, most lit up, highest level version of yourself and be listening to somebody complain at the same time, which isn't to say there's not times and places that we really lean into those conversations with people because they need it or because they're processing or because there's something of value happening, you know, in that swampy space, right? Sometimes we are just in the swamp and we need to be able to blow off a little bit of steam, but that's quite different than somebody that just wants to chronically complain. So you could risk being honest and bring up that topic, but the risk of that is, is that you might be the topic that they're complaining to next to somebody else. And so just check in about your relationship and kind of what you know about that person. Is this somebody that, you know, you have a certain degree of 
trust and safety in that relationship, or you know that to some extent they're open to feedback, and they would be willing to look at some of that dynamic, even though that might be a little bit hard to see, right? You know what? I really love spending time with you. You're really important to me, right? I want to be able to support you, but you know, my plate's pretty full too. So, you know, I'm happy to kind of hear some of this, but then like we need to talk about other things because this isn't going anywhere, right? So just check in whether some version of that is safe to have that conversation with the person who's complaining in your life. The other thing that you need to do is really consider limiting contact. Every point of contact that we have either adds to our energy and resilience or depletes our energy and resilience. Nothing is neutral. So you really wanna take stock of how is this impacting you? How is this taking up time that possibly could be used in better ways in your life than just hearing the same stories a hundred times? And you can start to remove yourself and lean back and become a little bit less available if this is essentially just the way this person is. But let's say, you know, there's still other things that you value about this relationship or other dynamics that kind of keep you locked into that dynamic where you have to have some contact with them or maybe even want to have some contact. But you need to start to take the impact of that on yourself and on the relationship seriously. Starting to set some boundaries around this doesn't just protect your own emotional well-being, but also cushions the relationship from some of those long-term risks of starting to resent, lose respect, or just get sick of somebody's stuff that they keep pouring into your bucket, right? That unwanted, unproductive, stuck kind of things. So I hope that was helpful for you to think about today. I'd love to hear what stood out most for you in this, and I would love it if you helped me to share this podcast and get it into the ears of more women that need to be a part of these conversations with us. So please take a screenshot of it, share it on Instagram and tag me. I am at with love April and that would really make my day. So thank you so much for joining me. If you have a question that you would love for us to Uh, that you would love to hear about on this podcast next time, then send it in to me. Again, you can always DM me at with.love.april on Instagram, and I will see you next week. Take care.